You can't sell something that you're not confident about. Not that you don't believe in you or what it is that you bring to it, but how you're going to deliver that. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. If you are brand new here, here's what you need to know. We are a community of purpose chasers, and we believe in the original 12th century definition of wealth, which says it's all about the condition of well-being. It's not so much about just money and material possessions as the world would have you believe. And so each and every week, we seek to unpack what that really looks like by using our six pillars of wealth. If you want to know more about those, head to patricewashington.com forward slash start here. PatriceWashington.com forward slash start here. You get access to a free audio training that breaks down the six pillars of wealth. And it even has a mini assessment so that you can figure out what pillar you need to start with in order to start to improve your finances from the inside out. Before we jump into this week's episode, it's brought to you by Created for Purpose. It's my free five-day challenge that is all about helping you get unstuck around how your gift and the marketplace are supposed to come together purposefully. If you know anything about me, you know that my career was built in a time like this, and I fumbled my way through this online game so you wouldn't have to. So instead of you YouTubing and Googling and piecemealing all the things together, I'm going to teach you in that five-day live challenge how to prevail online and thrive even in turbulent times. To sign up, head to patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. Again, that's patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. We begin on December 7th and I want you to be there because I believe you were created for purpose, with purpose, on purpose. So let's do this. All right. Welcome back to day three of this magnificent series. If you are brand new here, you're in for a treat. We are doing back-to-back episodes, continuing to highlight the magnificent women entrepreneurs from my program, Purpose to Platform, because it's National Entrepreneurship Day in the U.S., but we just went ahead and made it a week because we can do that, right? So I'm really excited to share this woman who is an international phenom, love her so much, and her story is incredible. If you have ever struggled with any level of mental illness and felt like it would keep you from your purpose, Gurpreet's story is going to be, hopefully, such an example of what's possible, such an example of what's possible. Uh, I don't even want to delay. Let's just jump in. Gurpreet is a mindset transformation coach from Northern Ireland who is on a mission to help others feel happier, more confident, and in control in a world that seems ever more chaotic and filled with fear. Diagnosed with depression at 19, Gurpreet found herself riddled with sadness and guilt as the years went by. Even though she had married the love of her life, it didn't magically change anything for her like she thought it would. Didn't erase the pain, fix her other relationships, or suddenly make her feel like she was good enough, pretty enough, or worthy enough. 
She had a divine interruption in 2015, which you'll hear about, and that took her on a journey of studying and learning to forgive and have compassion for herself and others. Today, Gurpreet Kaur is an international speaker described by her clients as an inspirational and life-changing presence. Without further ado, here's my girl, Gurpreet Kaur. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Gurpreet. Hello, hello. I can't believe I'm here. Well, I can actually. You can, because you were just going to tell me and I had to stop you. But the first time you heard me, how did you find me originally? The Women of Impact podcast. Oh, my days. That podcast. You know, it was right in the, because like God sends you everything that you need the moment you need it. But that podcast, oh, it was like, she is talking to me. She's in my head. Get her out of my head. But the moment I heard you, I was like, I'm. I'm going to be on her podcast. I will be. You did. So you said that to yourself. I'm going to be on that podcast. When did you hear it? 2019 or 2020? 2019. 2019. So you heard me on Women of Impact. You found out I had a podcast. And then you said, I'm going to be on her podcast. Mm -hmm. Why did you say that? Because, And this is going to sound like I'm blowing my own trumpet. It was the integrity behind everything that you say and everything that you do. It just, it seeps out of you. And it's, and I've had coaches, like I've been on a journey. So over the last five years, I've had coaches and I didn't know you were coaching at that time. I'd heard you and I thought, she is nothing like any of the coaches I've spoken to before. And then I was doing my own thing. As we talk, you'll, you'll know, but I was doing my own thing. And I came across a video of yours on Instagram about to the coaches who tell their clients to go charge X amount of pounds. Stop doing that. And I was like, she knows, she knows why I don't want it. Yeah, so that's why, Patrice, that's why. <laughs> Oh, I remember what you're talking about. I was talking about stop telling people who just started that they should be charging tens of thousands of dollars. First of all, if you're not comfortable, right? If you don't have clarity around who you are, what value you add in the marketplace, you're not even comfortable saying those numbers. And it just comes off as disingenuous, right? Makes you feel a wee bit sick when you say it. (laughs) You're like, because you can't, you can't sell something see even saying it like you can't even get it out you can't sell something that you're not confident about that you don't but not that you don't believe in you or what it is that you bring to it but how you're going to deliver that and there's no way that I would have sold what I wanted to sell back then for the price that I was being told to sell it at yeah so there was a disconnect so so you ended up finding out about me coaching about purpose, the platform, I presume. So you had a, you had like a kind of a roundabout how you got here though. So you actually did like an interest call first, right? No, I did the women of impact. I did listen to your podcast on and off because I was going through my own journey at the time. That was like, I was going through a huge period of awareness myself in my period of self-development. And then I was in the middle of a coaching program, personal development coaching program. And I was like, right, you know what? I I know I need her in my life. I'd come across you again. And then I spoke to your husband, 
who is a diamond geezer, as we would say. So sound, like what a lovely guy. But we had this conversation and he asked me some questions, but it was just, it was unlike any conversation I'd had, but it was the conversation that I was searching for because it was one that spoke about why I was doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Money didn't even come into it. I think that's the thing that kind of separates Purpose to Platform a little bit from a lot of programs is that I'm really trying to get to the why, like what has God called you to do and why, right? And so I think that when you get clarity around that, your confidence is in that, that you know that you're doing what God called you to do. And then the other things can be built upon. That's why it's Purpose to Platform. And I think a lot of people come into things wanting to hurry up and monetize. And we're just a bit more like, we're a little slower. I'm not going to lie. This is not a program that's for people who are trying to like make six figures overnight. This is to get you crystal clear about what you've been purposed to do and build your confidence so you can own it. 100%. That is exactly it. Like if there's one word that I could have, it would be confidence or no confidence. Like Before I began, before I even came to you, my confidence was taking a beating. (laughs) Like it was taking an actual beating because personally, in my personal life, I was flourishing. Like, and I was making an impact to all my people. Wherever I went, they were like, oh my God, you're amazing. Why are you not doing this? But professionally, I just kept stumbling. And I, again, I wouldn't go back and change any of that because that was where you build your core strength and it's the diversions until you get to where you need to get to. Completely okay with it. However, at the time, it was like someone was punching me in the gut every day. Like it was, it was unpleasant. So what has been the thing you wanted to do? So you, you had a stumbling block, you were getting a little beat up in the confidence area about launching it, but what was the thing that you wanted to launch? I really wanted to launch two courses. I really wanted to launch courses that helped people get out of the darkest space that one person can get into. I've been there. I've been in that space. And I never wanted anyone else to feel like that. And when I was talking to my people or anyone I ever came into contact with, I was able to have that in. But for whatever reason, I could not translate that into a business because I couldn't, I wasn't able to think of it as a business mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah, we, we experienced that a lot. And I see it and I hear it a lot where when you feel, especially when you've been delivered from something and you just want to help people, right? It's, it's ministry. And so once it becomes ministry, people are like, how does that translate to the marketplace? Like I can do it all day. I can do it in my sleep, but I don't feel comfortable saying with this price tag. Is that where you were? Mm -hmm. It was. And it was um, five years ago. I gave up antidepressants after 15 years. Um, I was diagnosed with depression at 18. Um, and by the time I was 31, I'd had five miscarriages and a hysterectomy. I opted to have a hysterectomy at the age of 31. And I, when I had the hysterectomy, they didn't tell me that alongside already being in the most depressed state I was in, that I was going to have a hormonal mental 
break that night. They did not tell me this. And I swear from the, I want to say, month five or six after my hysterectomy, though pain physically, I wasn't having any pain. Mentally, I was in the worst space ever. And I say this so often, but I was fighting to live a life that I didn't want to live. And I think especially now in today's world where like suicides in today's world right now in the state that we're in right now in the world, suicides are up. People are in that space because they're terrified of that incessant chatter that they've got going on inside and it's keeping them up at night and they're terrified when they're asleep because they know they're going to wake up with anxiety. They know that. And they know they're going to have to wake up the following day and do the same thing all over again. They're going to screw up at work. They're going to get told off. They're going to argue with their partners and their families. It's the darkest space you can be in. Mm. And to not be able to get out of that, not knowing that you can get out of that, that's what I mean by turbulent. I mean that you're lost and you're scared and you're begging you're begging for something and it really is it really is a moment it really is a come to god moment and you're like oh my okay I I give it all over to you wow so what was that moment for you how did you determine five years ago that enough was enough what had happened was that year my doctor had said to me that we need to change our antidepressants and I said, just, I know now it was, it was my intuition. I know now it was God speaking, but just the moment he said it, I was like, no, no, no more pills. I came home and I spoke to my husband. We'd kind of toyed with the idea before, but that night I came home and I said, I want to go away for a couple of months. And he said, go to America for a couple of months. My grandparents live out in America. So I went to America for two months. And actually, I was in Pasadena with my beautiful cousin, you know, Pasadena, beautiful part of the world. Ah, it's so beautiful that I've heard you say it before. And we went to a beautiful restaurant and we were sitting there. And she added me to the text group at the end of the evening. And they were saying all this lovely stuff about me. And, you know, imposter syndrome. This was imposter syndrome on speed. It was like, I was just like, do they... Do they not know who I am? Do they not know that I want to kill myself? Do they not know how sad I am? And I realized that depression wasn't going to take a holiday just because I had. So I had decided, and that was in 2015, I decided to end my life that year. And I, I have the most beautiful man in my life. I have a man that for 15 years told me he loved me. And I told him, no, he didn't. No, you don't, because nobody loves me like I love them. And uh, anyway, I um, I wanted to make sure that he didn't have too much to deal with when I when when I when I eventually ended my existence. And I came home, and I remember it so vividly. Upstairs in my room, I wrote him a letter at my desk, and I put it in my desk drawer. And I actually flew home because I live in Ireland now. And my, he- my family live in England, which is across the water. And I flew over to see my family for what I had thought in my head was the last time. And I was sitting in the car, my brother, for the first time, my younger brother, who I adore, 
came to pick me up. He hadn't picked me up in eight years and he picked me up and just something said, tell him, tell him what you feel. And I just looked at him and I said, hey, I can't do this life thing much longer. And he just looked at me and said, yo, when was the last time you said thank you? And I just looked at him and I was like, what do you mean say thank you? Have you not seen, have you not heard like how, how, how much of a victim I am in my own life? You know, really giving him all my reasons. And he was like, I really don't care. There was a lot of swearing. I won't swear on your podcast. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't. When was the last time you said thank you? Thank you for the husband that you fought to marry. Thank you for the home that you live in. Thank you. Just thank you. When was the last time? Tell me. And we had a conversation about God, about neuroscience, about metaphysical science, about universal law, about meditation, about gratitude. And I was like, oh, wow. And there was a shift literally in the car. And I rang my husband and I said, hey, babe, I'm going to be okay. And he knew his wife was back. He knew that the girl that he thought he'd lost was back. I went home. I started, my brother and I spoke from, it was about eight o'clock in the morning until about three o'clock the following morning. We spoke like it was, it was one of those conversations that was just epiphany after epiphany after epiphany. And you know where you're like, God was with me the whole time. So that was on September 12th, 2015. So five years on Saturday it will be. I came home and I started that night, actually, after the conversation with my brother, I started meditating and writing a gratitude journal. And by October 1st, 2015, I was ready to give up the pills. And so I did. And it wasn't the smartest thing to do because I had a spiritual awakening, a drug withdrawal and um, a nervous breakdown all at the same time. But I would go back and do it all over again. I would do it all over again because what I chose to do in that time was study my way out of it. And I understood and I know, I know what we're capable of if we allow ourselves the chance to believe it. And if we allow ourselves to believe that there's something greater than the thing that we think afflicts us. Great. What a testimony. Like I just, I knew you were powerful, you know, just from getting to know you in the group, but what a testimony. Oh, I don't, I've lost my train of thought. Let me um <laughs> regroup. So five years ago, all these things are happening at one time. And at what point though, over the last five years, did you say, I need to help people. I need to share this with other people. Honestly, it was the moment I knew, the moment I knew that I, the moment I knew that God was real. The, and I know I say that in our calls all the time, but you know that moment that you realize that there is something within you that has been trying to get your attention your whole life. The moment I knew Patrice, I was like, nobody should ever feel alone, terrified, scared of themselves or of, of sleeping, of, of being with the people, of being scared of love. Nobody should ever feel that way, ever. Nobody should hate themselves enough to put themselves through the stuff I put myself through. Nobody. And so the moment I knew that I had the power within me to change me, oh my days, it was my, it was my, that's the day I knew, that's the day I knew that it was my God-given purpose. It wasn't because I was, I've always been the black sheep in my family. I'm the girl that kind of does her own thing. I'm her. And it wasn't always well accepted. It really wasn't. 
But in the moment I knew that me following my heart was the right thing to do my whole life, it's my God-given purpose to ensure that everybody knows it. So in what ways have you gone about doing that? I would say before P2P and now with P2P, have you been expressing this to the world? So I'm really vocal now on Instagram. I've been way more vocal on Instagram. I'm going, I think of it as like a journaling process. So from that is coming a podcast as well on the 12th of September, five years after I, after I decided to, to not end my life. So I'm doing that. I've got my online courses coming um, on the 1st of October, which is five years since I gave up the pills. And that is pure testimony that if I can do it, anyone can do it. Anybody, it takes some work. That's it. And you've got everything you need within you to do whatever it is you want to do. So you have a lot of very specific dates, right? So this actually comes out in, in November. But to look back, I just really think that there's so much significance there. So five years to the date for the podcast and then five years to the date for when you launched the program. Um, what are you going to be teaching people in the program and on the podcast? If I rewind a little bit, I used to wake up every morning and say, I'm so sad. I don't want to start my day like this. I don't want to feel like this. And so what immediately then shifted for me was that I started to implement new habits into my life that ensured that every area of my life was looked after, spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical. So the education, working out, and all of those things. So what I've done is I went to loads of different coaches, and I've I've invested so much money into myself. And again, I would do it all over again. But what I've done is I've taken the best of what I know and put it into courses to make it simpler. And that's the name of one of my methods called the simpler method. And then also, thank you. And then there's also Mind the Gaps. And Mind the Gaps is a 12 subject course that is broken down over eight weeks. And it is the typical gaps between where you are and where you want to be in the gaps that people forget about. And actually, when I told Gerald about that course, he was like, wow, wow. And so, and he even mentioned it in the email he sent me back. He was like, that is going to be a very good course. So, and it is very clever. Like if I just tell you the GAPS of GAPS is actually an acronym for three subjects in each of the areas. And it's so clever. So there's gratitude, there's growth and there's goals. And then there's attitude, awareness and aligned action. There's perspective, persistence and uh, programs. And then there's self-image, self-speak and surrender. I love it. So why now? So I know it's the five-year anniversary of so many things that have shifted in your life. But why now and why was P2P so instrumental in helping why now because honestly I I strongly believe that we speak our life into existence and I have been trying for so long so long to get things off the ground and just having no no real confidence in it but when I began this journey Patrice on the 1st of October 2015 I said to my husband baby give me five years and I will have a business ready 
And it's literally to the day. I We couldn't have planned these dates when I joined P2P. So I truly believe that there's divine intervention there, right? Divine intervention there. But why now? Because I believe that the time is right for me now and the time is right, right for the people that need me now. Because right now we're in probably one of the darkest times of our era. And so God was clearly readying me for this time. So that's why. Um, why P2P? Because honestly, I was so sick and tired of going to, and this is no disrespect to anyone, but money isn't my main objective. I understand I need money to eat and I And I'm going to earn good money for the things that I want to do. I'm going to earn good money to do the things I want to do. But money wasn't where I wanted to begin because that's not where I began in the first place. It was always the purpose. It was always why I want to do the thing. I want to help people that are afflicted by what's going on today. That's what I wanted to do. And what P2P allowed me was, oh, P2P took away the isolation of of entrepreneurship no one tells you about that no one tells you about the mindset that you need to be an entrepreneur no one tells you that you need community and you need to be able to bounce off ideas and know that people aren't going to steal your ideas they're actually going to encourage you they're going to say to you sis this doesn't quite work you need to do this or they're going to say to you sis this is amazing do more of this We need that. We need to lift each other up and we need to be able to be vulnerable. One of the biggest things that I found was as I grew as a coach, as somebody like I'm very self-aware, but as I grew into this awareness, I found that I was actually finding it harder to be vulnerable because people were expecting me to have it together all the time. But in my business, I can't have it together all the time. I've never done this before. So I had to speak to people that I'd taken myself so far, just like when I began my personal development journey, I'd taken myself only as far as the YouTube books, uh, the YouTube videos and the books and the, all of that was going to take me. And then I needed to get a coach. Then I needed to get an education. So I did. And just like that with my business, I had taken myself as far as I could and been disappointed in as much as I was prepared to take and then join P2P. So one of the things that I love from you in watching the journey is the number of people that would DM you as you started to do the challenges that we give in P2P and really put yourself out there. What's one of the most memorable pieces of feedback you've gotten from someone who heard or read something that you put out there? So when I initially began this, and if you remember, it chokes me up even now when I think about it. But if you go back to somewhere in this interview, I said that you get to a point where you're fighting to live a life that you don't want to live. And somebody messaged me to say that I helped her save her life. And so for me, that's already worth it. That's already worth it. Because I remember when I sent that email to someone, when I sent someone a message to say, hey, your message caught me right in time. Yeah, I know, girl. I know. (laughs) This is why I always talk about, too, though, that for me, the, the blessing about what I've built is the fulfillment I get from helping other people. 
those DMs, those emails, people stopping me somewhere that never gets old and not because of ego, because of the the warm and fuzzies, the just knowing that you made a difference and that you had impact and influence and that you could take some of your pain, some of your darkest moments and, and use it. I think what the enemy meant for evil, meant for harm, the things that were meant to take you out, the fact that I can reflect back on those things and use that language to help other people feel seen and heard and know that they're not alone and that I've been there and that if I could overcome, they could too. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. And that mm-hmm. transcends money. Money is the natural byproduct. And I'm very grateful, right, for um, for the financial blessings that I've experienced. But what I'm more enamored with, I would say, is the fulfillment, the just knowing that, man, I did something that was just not for me. It was to bless people that I may never meet. Like you're in Ireland and I'm really hoping that we will meet <laughs> in person. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Either you're coming here or I'm coming to you. One of those three things is happening. I've seen it already and I've asked God. Okay, good. So it's already <laughs> confirmed, right? But, you know, there may be people that you never meet. They may never see another post from you. They may never exchange any money with you. That may never happen. But to know that you left an imprint in that moment, man, that's what, that's what it's about. Can I tell you, and this will get you, this will get you. So there was a moment in my journey where I knew, I knew that I was meant to have kids for a reason. I, and I was, if I'd had kids, you and I wouldn't be speaking. I, I wouldn't have been on this journey. But I, I've always said that I want to go back to Punjab, where the founder of the Sikh faith comes from. And he has, a, he has a line, conquer your mind and you'll conquer the world. Profound line. But I knew I wanted to build schools in Punjab. I knew I wanted to do that. And I knew I wanted to impact parents because I wanted parents to be able to impact their kids. And last week, just as we were on the call, uh, I got a text from one of my clients to say that I have a drawing that I came up with. It's this, actually. So how you think, how you feel, and how you act. I had shown it to her in one of my courses. She, her six-year-old was drawing it for her friends and showing her friends how we work as individuals. So it's happening. The thing is happening. The impact is real. The impact is beyond me. It's beyond you. And it's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. Oh, my gosh. And the, just the thought that, you know, it transcends generations, that the six-year-old could pick up on the bigger message, right? And that's what I was sharing with one of your P2P sisters. We were talking and I was like, the, the joy that I get is from understanding the ripple effect. So it's one thing to help Gurpreet or Vernell or Megan or, you know, like it's, that's one thing, but because I know you guys are going to go on and continue to sow such good seeds right out there. And then those people will be blessed. And what will they go do? Right. The person who doesn't take their life and discovers their purpose and begins to want to give back in that same way. What will they go do? Who will they impact? Who they'll impact they will never know my name. They may never know like this whole lineage, right? No. And I don't even care. (laughs) Like, I don't care if they ever know my name. I feel like just my responsibility while I'm I'm here is to share any and everything that I can 
and to push and encourage. And you know, we push. And you ensure it and you've got coaches to ensure it as well. So we're good. There's, there's plenty of pushing. There's You're a lot of left behind. <laughs> there's a lot of pushing. There's a lot of stretching, but I'm, it's like, we're not even just pushing for you. It's like courage says we're not, we like you today on the day that you enter P2P, but who we are really rooting for is the person you're going to be the day you leave. Mm-hmm. We're, we're rooting for her and mm-hmm. we have to push and do what we do because we need her to really come to the surface. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's never about the attaining of the goal. It's the person you become on your way. So even before I began P2P, I was busy being busy and I found myself becoming distracted and procrastinating. And that's something I fought really hard to overcome. And then all of a sudden, P2P comes along and there's no procrastination. It's all intentional. There, there's no time for, to procrastinate. You ensure it. <laughs> I know. We take over your lives for just 20 weeks. Just yeah. really the first 10 or so. And then the, the last 10, you're just out doing your thing, but you know that you have support. So you always know you can come home. Yeah, but that's not true. You're there the whole time. There's no, that, 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 no, 20 weeks. 20 weeks. It's full on. You know, but we let up around week 10. We let up a little bit, but I'm just so proud of you um, and just everything that you've done before I let you go. Well, no. Did you already share everything that you did? So you have the podcast coming out, courses. Yeah, I have the podcast, the podcast, the courses. Oh, my Instagram handle is um, at intuitive.knowledge. So if you want to catch any of what I'm doing, it'll always be there because it's where I'm, I'm most active. Me and my dog, we're there mostly. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Before I let you go, I have to ask you some quick redefining wealth, rapid wisdom questions. I'm sure you've heard these before. It's mm-hmm. funny. It doesn't matter how many times people have heard it. Once I ask them, they're like, uh, uh I don't know. Um, I'm already thinking, uh, what did I say <laughs> would be my dream answer? Uh. <laughs> so let's just do them. Okay. How do you define success? Being at peace and having pure faith. Yes. What is pure faith? knowing that no matter what you think it is that afflicts you, that there is a power bigger and greater with you, in you, and all around you, guiding you. I love it. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Acting in service. Oh, that is so good. Now she knows she studied for these. You see how this is just rolling off her tongue? This just coming. Okay. What's one book that has helped you redefine how you see wealth? Apart from yours. <laughs> Apart from yours and Gerald's. Um, the Science of Getting Rich. Um, oh, can I just give you one more? Because you've had him on the show and I love him. Dennis Kimbrough's Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. Mm-mm. Oh, my. <laughs> Very clever. Capri, you read Think and Grow Rich, a black choice? Oh, of course I did. Why would, why, why would I not read that one and read the other one? What? <laughs> I love it. I just love you. Okay. <laughs> and the last one, you're going to fill in the blank. My name is, and to me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Gepreet Kaur, and to me, the truth about wealth is 
It's an inside job. Yay! That's my girl. That's my girl. I love it, Gurpreet. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being in this community. Thank you for trusting us uh, to help you through Purpose to Platform. And just thank you for everything, the work that you're doing in the world. I am incredibly proud of you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me the space. And just, just thank you for teaching me how it needs to be done. That's something... P2P isn't just about an, a 20-week course. You actually go away with an understanding of how you deliver with purpose and how you deliver with integrity and how you sell with no no intent of wanting anything back. I love that. Ah, thank you. All right. What did you think? You got to come to social media. Come find me in the free Redefining Wealth Facebook group. Tell me what you thought. I just love Gurpreet. She is such a force. She is such an inspirational and life-changing presence. As her clients say, she has just been such a light in the Purpose to Platform community. And honestly, there's so many elements of her story that to watch her in Purpose to Platform, you would just never know. You would never know. Now, she's also known for a good, ugly cry. <laughs> she is known for a good, ugly cry. And I think that's the beautiful thing about Purpose to Platform is that it's such a safe space where we all feel like we can let our guards down and share openly and authentically. And Gurpreet brought so much of that to this last cohort of Purpose to Platform. And I just feel very blessed to have been a part of this journey with her. So make sure you check out all things Gurpreet, her links to her website, her social media, everything she has going on. It's in the show notes. So make sure you click on those show notes and go give Gurpreet a follow. Tell her how much you learned from her and enjoyed this episode. And we're not done. I still have one more woman to highlight this week and you don't want to miss Dr. Vernell tomorrow. Oh, she is dropping dropping bombs like uh, tomorrow's episode so good so make sure you keep it locked in here at the redefining wealth podcast if you haven't subscribed make sure you do and until tomorrow i want you to go live your life's purpose find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money in inger preet's honor make sure you say thank you talk to you later bye When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.